She said to me when I was in like my worst, I was at my like rock bottom. She said, Monique, I know it doesn't feel like this now, but one day I promise you, you will go on to live a juicy, delicious life. And I was just like, she said it with so much resolve that I was like, okay. I was like, what are you even saying? Like, I'm, wow. I've lost weight. I have no hair. I have no eyebrows. I have no eyelash. I don't even have nose hair. So I'm like, my nose is running all the time. I mean, I've been in the same bathrobe for four months. Like, I'm just like, this is the worst I've ever felt in the history of self. And this is what you're telling me. And I just believed her. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. Get ready for some energy. This woman, Monique Bryan, is like lightning. She is a mother to a child under the age of one. She is a cancer thriver, and someone who has navigated business quote-unquote failure twice before the successful business that she has today. And despite the lows and the energy-zapping circumstances, she shows up with so much power and passion that it is impossible not to stop the scroll and fall in love with her. The best part? She helps others do this. I didn't even know there was a job like that. So I'm like, very excited to talk to her today. So if you feel like you just don't exude that X factor energy and have no idea what to do about it, you need to know Monique. In this episode, we answer questions like, what are some key mistakes you see people make with their online brand? Of all the content you create and experimented with, what type of content has been the most impactful for your business? How important are the visuals? How important is energy and how do you cultivate that, especially for someone who identifies as introverted? And when it comes to building a juicy brand, what are our priorities? We really talked about kind of like, I I feel like a lot of people can get burnt out with showing up again and again and again, and just not feeling like they're able to catch that attention or hold that attention. And that really is what her focus is. So if any of that resonates with you, you are in the right place today, my friends. And I just cannot wait for you to meet Monique Bryan. So Monique, welcome to Marketing Unfiltered. Oh my god, I want to go back. I have to say, like, I like, I, I feel so uh, spoiled because it's like, in some ways, I live in England. It's like travel is so possible and so easy, but ninety five percent of the time, I am in England, and in England, there is no sunshine. There is lots of rain, and so it's a lot of like, I'm so grateful I get to travel, but then I'm so often like stuck inside that I'm like, like always yeah, longing like- for a vacation. <laughs> I went to L- I did a semester in London when I was in university and literally it would go through like all four seasons yes. in the first in a morning, right? So we're, yes. it's like rain, hail, sun, wet. So, like I'm like this is bizarre land. Yes. And it, it can really mess with your mood and stuff. Like it's weird. It 100% messes with your mood. And everyone, like when I first moved here, I was in New York City for so long and New York City has freaking cold winters, right? So I was like oh, this is going to be so great. I'm going to have like a mild winter. I wasn't really thinking about how lack of sunshine was going to get in my way because like in New York, even on a freaking cold day, like the sun could be out, could be clear blue sky. I'd be wearing sunglasses. Do you know what I mean? It was like, 
a different vibe, even though I was freezing my ass off. But it was yes. like, it truly, it was great in the beginning, but then it was like, it's kind of like the weather throughout the year. Like the winter mild weather is the, also the summer mild weather. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I have zero sympathy for you because you can still hightail it over to Spain. So yes, there's that. There is that. And that is the thing I, I express gratitude for every day. <laughs> I'm close enough to other countries to be able to leave when I'm really desperate. I sound like yeah. so spoiled right now. These are the, the biggest personal <laughs> problems ever. I need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's fine. We secretly hate you. Yeah, we still love you, but yeah. we get it. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited that you're here. I have like, well, I think I told you this over the DMs. Like when I slid into the DMs and was just like, hi, I've stalked you. I love you. <laughs> Come on my podcast. Oh, nice. oh cool. Let's I mean, it really is so true though. You have such an energy that is like, oh, and this is exactly what you help people achieve, which is just fantastic because you actually, you know, you practice what you preach, but you have a memorable energy. And I was like, if mm-hmm. I were to have this conversation, there's like literally one person I could actually have it with. So I'm really excited that you're here. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. And I'm writing down these very juicy words you're saying. Memorable energy is something I'm going to remind my clients of. Ooh, nice. I love it. Keep giving giving the marketing (laughs) juice as we go. I'm sure there's more coming at you. I'm sure. Um, I have to say as well, you, a lot of my clients, like kind of, they point this out to me a lot. Every time I love something, I call it juicy. I'm like, ooh, and the info is so juicy. That interview is so juicy. I, I literally, that's like a word I use so much. And people have always like laughed at that. So that was another thing that I was like, I love that she uses the word juicy. Like, I feel like- it's so funny because I can tell you where that, that word came from. So when I, so I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, when I was 36. So I'm six years in wow. remission. And when I, thank you. And I actually just came, became president of that just recently, how, how far along I've come. Um, because so many women do not, do not make it where I have, right. Mine was an aggressive cancer at the time. We tackled it with all of the Western medicine and Eastern and everything you could think of. Um, and I'm here, but while I was going through it, like when I first got diagnosed, I was in a leadership program, um, called Landmark Education. And it was about how to be a leader and how to help people in their lives. And I really thought I was going to go into like life coaching or something like that. I've always loved business. But I, the leader of the program, her name is Audrey. And when I was diagnosed, I was like, I, I can't, my brain is not here. Like I, I can't do this, you know? And she was one of the, she was the first person I called when I got the news and cause she was waiting and she is a high performance coach. So she's very much she's she's got all kinds of compassion and action oriented tools in her arsenal. So she knew exactly what to say so she would be the one that I called. And I'm I remember I'm sitting in the car and I'm I'm crying. Corey's in, we're in two separate cars. Wow. Um when I got the news he went this way, I went that way and I'm talking to her and she's like she interrupts me like I'm <laughs> what is happening to me? I'm 36 years old. I just got married. Like, this is crazy. You know, we want to have a baby. Everything has to go put on hold. And she said to me, you know, Monique, I'm going to be your, she basically made her a designated cancer coach. What? And that doesn't exist. She's just like, you're going to call me whenever you need anything. And then fast forward a few months, you know, I'm going through chemo. I lose all my hair. I'm like, life is the worst. I can't do this anymore. I'm giving up on this. I'm giving up on that. 
I call her in the middle of the night, which was probably in the middle of the afternoon, but everything seemed like nighttime then because I was like in like the dark all the time. Yeah. And she said to me when I was in like my worst, I was at my like rock bottom. She said, Monique, I know it doesn't feel like this now, but one day I promise you, you will go on to live a juicy, delicious life. And I was just like, she said it with so much resolve that I was like, okay. Like, I was like, what are you even saying? Like, I'm, wow. I've am i lost weight. I have no hair. I have no eyebrows. I have no eyelash. I don't even have nose hair. So I'm like, my nose is running all the time. I mean, I've been in the same bathrobe for four months. Like, I'm just like, this is the worst I've ever felt in the history of self. And this is what you're telling me. And I just believed her, you know? And I was like, okay, what would that look like? What would that look like? And it it became part of my vocabulary because it was the thing I use now to gauge all things through. Yeah. It was, if it's not juicy, we're not doing it. Mm. It's not the thing. It, and it's the feel, it's like there's such a feeling in your body. And it's like, it's so much attached to as entrepreneurs, like who we are, like our business is part of us. Yeah. And it's like, we've got to feel it in our body to make things happen because it's so hard all the time. Right. So I really encourage, I tell my clients that story. So they, when they start creating the words that will now dictate how they build content, how they market, yeah. how they bring on clients, who they work with. It's like, if you feel juicy in your body, like in your body, yeah, it's not the thing. Mm. It's not the thing. So that's where juicy came from. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I love how also it's, it ties back to such a specific moment. Like you could even, like, I don't mm. know where the heck I got juicy. Like I just started saying it one day and everyone was like laughing because I was saying juice. It was like, it's, but that is what it is. Like it feels like something, you know? <laughs> yes. It yeah. feels like something. That That's exactly what it is. There's so much of what we do that becomes robotic and automatic. Yes. It doesn't yes. feel like anything. Right. Yes. Um, and that's usually the content that falls flat anyways. <laughs> yes. I actually have a couple of questions around that for you. We'll get to that later. But okay. um, I so agree with you. I that, Thank you so much for sharing that story. That's probably a lot to relive, but I really appreciate it. Oh, no. Do, I'm, I'm happy to share it. I'm happy to share it. How do you f- feel about spilling some tea? Are you ready? Let's spill the tea. <laughs> Oh my God. Can I just tell you, I have wanted to like create some kind of like a transition that's like very much like that. Like, oh, oh my like, gosh, are you going to take my, are you going to be a voice actress? I legit, I legit want to like cut that and turn that into like a transition. Hey, I'll, 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 I'll reach out to you for your, for like how much your rate is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have my, come your people, call my people. You'll, you'll be hearing from us. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Questione number one. Um, is there something that you credit, whether it's an energetic thing or a business strategy thing for success inside of your business? Definitely um, coaches. Coaches, mm-hmm. like my, the very, coaches on all, on many levels. But when I hired um, a sales coach for my business, when I was like six months in, I th- it changed everything. Yeah. I was great at what I did and didn't know how to sell it. And it was that, and I was giving up. Like, I was just like, every time I got on a sales call, I was like, <sighs> before I got on like, de- <sighs> right. And then she taught me just how sales is just an invitation. 
Yeah. And they're just not going to get the, they're not going to get their life if you ain't going to offer it to them. And I just got really just, I just let that all go. And it just made it so much easier to do business. Cause if we're not making money, it's not making sense. So yeah. that was a big, big shift for me. Oh my gosh. And also six months in that you made that move. I feel like there's so many people that will not do that six months in. It's like they will like wait years and just oh struggle. And the biggest, biggest investment I had made to that date, but it wasn't, this wasn't my first business. This was like my ah, third. That's right. So I was like, this shit better work. Because <laughs> I'm done. The savings are gone. I made all the mistakes. This is happening. I love that. Happening. I love that. And she came referred because I actually didn't know what I needed. I didn't know who to hire. I told a friend who was doing really well in her business. I said, tell me how you did it. She said, I hired this person. I said, I'm not going to hire her because I can't afford her. And within 10 minutes of a conversation, I said, how do I afford you? <laughs> I love how do that. I make this work? Yeah. Did. did you do anything specific to make it work? Like, how did you pull together those resources? I, I pulled mean- together that last credit card that had the last amount of emergency funds that you're not supposed to use. And I said, okay, I'm going to trust in her. I'm going to trust in me to do what she tells me to do. And I'm going to make that money back come hell or high water. And I did. I did within like, I don't even know, maybe 30 days. Like it was good for you. You know? Yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, it was happening. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. If you could go back in time and give yourself some kind of a warning, like don't do this thing or do start doing this thing earlier, what would that be? Mm, definitely building my email list earlier. Oh, God. That I learned this such, too. That's, this is like struggle bus right now. Yeah. Right? Because people don't want to open emails. They don't want to read anything. It's like visual, visual, visual. Show me a video that's five seconds long but gives me everything I need. You know, yeah. so definitely that is some, that is a huge, I could have built my email list. It could have been like seven times what it was if I had consistently stuck with it and really understood the value of it. Oh, 150. I learned, I actually struggled with this as well. And then I did build, I did start building my list and then whatever uh, platform I was on at the time accidentally deleted it. So I had to start over again. <laughs> oh my God. I accidentally deleted half my list too. <gasps> no. Yeah, a few years ago, I had, when I hired a Facebook ads person, there was oh like God. something where I she was like, something about like the people who haven't opened something. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And I ended up deleting like half. She's like, no, we were going to put them in a segment. We weren't actually going to delete them, oh but it's done now. Oh, Hire my the experts. <laughs> I know. It's like, let the experts do the job. Like I, I always take things off of people's plates. I don't know why. It's like, I, I just can't let people just do the thing that they, yeah. they know how to do. I like have yeah. to stick my nose in it and ruin it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's a lesson I need to, I I mean, I'm better at it now, but that's a lesson that I'm always learning. I don't know what the heck that's about, but <laughs> it's 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 our baby. Yeah, you know, it's the control thing. It's there's a lot there. You know, we've been we're the ones. There's our blood, sweat, and tears in the whole yeah. thing. So I am always like, no one will take care of your business better than you. That's the thing that runs through my head on constant. So that means you ain't gonna be doing it as good as me. <laughs> But that just hinders the whole process. So I, I am learning to do that as well. It's a it's a never ending. It's it's a learning. Yeah, it definitely is a learning. Um, okay, you exude so much freaking confidence. Like I don't know if you feel that way, but for me, I'm like you just you just feel like you own your shit. Do you know what I mean? 
And is there anything in your work that people would be surprised to hear you find stressful or that brings you anxiety? I find everything stressful and I suffer from serious postpartum anxiety. Um, and I have since he was born. So really? we're like, he's 11 months, he's almost a year. So that may be surprising to people. I think because I'm so animated and I, I do wear a lot of my my feelings on my sleeve. Yeah. It it's it's for other people, it comes across as confident because they're like, how could you be that vulnerable or how can you be that mm-hmm. real? But it's that is also my own coping mechanism for making mm-hmm. sure I'm, you know, not holding things in. And it's coaching I had to get through therapists, through personal development people. You know, it's just like me being in my head talking to me about me is a very dangerous neighborhood that there's nothing good happening up there. Me talking to me about me trying to solve me. So I learned early um, through different work that I personal development work I've done. I have to say it. I have to vocalize it. That's the only way I know how to deal with it. So yeah, people can, um, I love that they, what they see is what they see. I try to share the struggle as much as I'm healed from, like I always yep. say, you know, don't show stuff, don't share stuff you're not healed from because I'm not getting into any, you know, Twitter wars with people. Like I'm not interested in having that. I don't want people to, to fix me. I don't need no remedies. I got it. So there's only so much <laughs> at the time. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it is, I'm in a huge identity shift right now and still trying to navigate it. And I feel like, you know, it's just the beginning and it's not the last one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I mean, I obviously have not had a child, so I can't relate to that part of it, but I can relate to uh, people often will say to me like, "Oh gosh, you're so confident, this and that." And it's interesting when they say that. And I I didn't put this together until just now, but I wonder if they feel that way because I am so open, because I feel like I can mm-hmm. talk about the shit I'm going through and and it maybe looks like I'm bouncing back from it really quickly, but not always. Like the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. will kick in, all the doubt. But oh what gosh. I Imposter syndrome shows up like once a week. It's like yeah, I just did a same. day with these clients. Every single time I have a big thing to do with clients, which is going to take time and investment and team, I go to my husband. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't yes. go. This isn't going to work. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to build content. I don't know. He's like, you do this every time. I said, uh-huh. What do you tell me? He's like, you got this. You've done this before. This isn't new. I'm like, okay, I'll be driving there. I'll be like, no, no. I arrive. Pack my stuff. First client shows up. I'm ready. But it, yeah. it's just weird. It I don't weird. know what that is. <laughs> I go through the same like, thing. Yeah, I go through the exact same thing. And I need like my husband to kind of swoop in with his like pep talk every single time. And he will do the same thing. He's like, Sophia, we do this every single time. Like, wh- like, like, what? <laughs> when are you going to start believing this? Like, we do this every time. And even before like live webinars or things like that, like. If oh, I were to, yeah. it's so I find that hilarious though because the webinars are my favorite thing to do ever, and yet before I had do them, I'm having like I'm full on sweating, having a panic attack, yes. questioning all of my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Oh my god, webinars because they're so real. And I same, I freaking shine in a webinar. I same. love webinar. I got this. Like I'm gonna make this entertaining and fun. Yes, and I love to interact with people, but it is the lead up is like freaking anxiety it makes you wonder why we do it to be honest yeah like why are we putting ourselves in shit show and then we do it and we're like oh my god it was okay. i'm so wonderful i know I'm so I'm so bad. I'm so bad. 
I know, and you get to like talk to the people that like are in your community, and it's just so fucking amazing. But it's like, and then there you have that like afterglow where you're like, yeah. wow, it's like, oh my gosh, like you have all these incredible visions of where your business is about to go. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm writing books now. It's the stages. I got to get my my new suit, my new luggage for the, all the trips I'm going to be taking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. Like, the mind is such a crazy place to be. Like, I always say this to my husband. Like, I'm like, you you wouldn't last a day in my head because I, for some reason, he doesn't have this issue. Whatever. He would not last a day in my head. <laughs> well, I, I heard, I had heard something around it's because your brain is designed to protect you and keep you safe. It's not there for you to thrive and live your best life. That's not why it's there. Yeah. So if we go into something that, threatens our identity essentially Mm -hmm. that's what happens when we put ourselves at center stage and say we're the we got the answers for you our brain is like that is a horrible idea (laughs) what (laughs) no we don't like that self we don't like that no i prefer you to sit on the car on the i I prefer you just watch netflix for the rest of the evening yeah Yeah, no safe safety first safety first (laughs) that's so true i can't believe you're like that too oh my gosh um, okay, people listening to this podcast get really stressed about like audience growth. Actually, list growth mm-hmm. specifically. We talk about email list growth a lot. Finally, people are realizing their list is probably more important than their social media following. Not that the social media following doesn't matter, but it's like still make sure you're you're turning those people to the email list. Like that's really where the money Absolutely. is. Yeah. Um, is there something that you have found to to really work in the email list growth department? Is there like one thing where like, if I could do one thing for a year, I'd probably pick to do that thing. Yeah, I would definitely like nurture emails. Um, So like, I think I'm really like doing a a challenge or a quiz or something that people can let you can always if I if I was just like spending time on just that, I would pick like my best performing blog posts where I actually give something to somebody where they have to sign up for something, put them in an email sequence and nurture them to death inside of that sequence over the next 90 to 120 days. Um, That that is what has helped grow my list. That and, you know, right now I don't like, I don't run ads, but when I did run ads, they, they grew my list quite substantially as long as it was, as long as I was sending them to something easy for them to, to, to download, like something yeah. free, something like a, an easy tool, like nothing too involved. Even even them coming to a webinar sometimes for them is like, that's a lot of commitment, you know? Yeah, especially if they don't know um, you. Exactly. But yeah. easy, like value-driven tools, quizzes, blog posts, lists, those always worked really well. Mm. What made you stop using ads? Was there a specific reason or just? I felt like, so I had a team who was helping with the ads. And what I felt was there was so much experimentation and I Mm -hmm. know it takes, but we were like, I think we did like four or five months and I still felt like we're still trying to figure it out. And it was just a money drain. Yeah. You know, and I felt like I maybe did it too soon for what I was doing. I think you need to really know your audience. Well, you need to know what they want. You need to know what you're delivering. Um, and, we were experimenting with so many things. Mm-hmm. If you've got a, sh- a ton of a shit ton of money to just pile into experimentation, do it. But at the time, I was like, no, no, no. Grands later, the list is fine. But again, that that money could be better spent with what I know is faster converting, 
which yeah. is, you know, me actually physically showing up somewhere and enrolling people. I was like, so I, it was really just a matter of where I wanted to put my marketing dollars. Yeah. Um, and now with the ad spend, it's just, you know, it's like the wild, wild west. So I wouldn't, I really wouldn't recommend people to, to be spending money on ads right now. Um, like do more engagement, like just get to know your audience. And I think that's another piece too, is like, I felt like it was making me lazy. Like I didn't feel like I was engaging enough with the people who were actually engaging with me. I was just relying on the ads to bring them into the list. Then I would, I wouldn't look at the nurture sequence anymore. And I was like, well, is the nurture sequence even relevant to what I'm trying to sell now? So I felt like it was making me lazy, to be honest. And I was like, this is not going to bring in the people I really want to be working with. Oh, yeah. That's such a – we talk a lot about building relationships here. I, I've actually not done the ad thing yet. Not that I'm opposed to it, but a lot of what you're saying is the reason I haven't. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I feel like I really have to be in communication with the pe- with my people. And and I, like I, I'm up in those DMs. I'm actually understanding what they're looking for. If I have a recommendation, I have a recommendation. Really, that's what I focus that's on. That's way more valuable. Way yeah. more valuable. And, and with ads, you don't know who's looking at them when and where they are. It's true. It's like the engagement is different. And I think that's more of like a long game for sure. Yeah. But if you are still trying to understand your audience and things are so different now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend your money on ads. I would do what, exactly what you're saying. Like, that's what I do now too. Like, I'm just like, let's see who you are. What do you need? What are you challenged by? What can I recommend? Are you a good fit? Can I help you? If not me, then who? And then move on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Is there something that you have found to be a a great thing to get you in front of other people? Like, do you find guesting on podcasts or like other things? Is that guesting on podcasts is huge. Guesting on podcasts is huge. Um, People find these pod, like I have people who've found podcasts from like five years ago who are yeah. reach out now. I'm like, I just found you. Yes. So like, that's why I'm like, people binge listen people's podcasts when they find them and then they discover you. I think that that's a big one. Um, also, um, like what it's a little different now. Um, but what's really like propelled my business forward was I showed up live on Instagram every day for 30 days. Whoa. Like every day. And that was challenged to me by a different coach. She was like, I was selling something I was waiting for it to be perfect before I told anyone. And she's like, I've never seen you on Instagram. And I was like, well, you haven't seen me because I haven't, my, my program isn't ready to sell yet. And she's like, nobody knows you, man. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. She's like, do you really think the first time you come out here and say my program's open that everyone's going to be clamoring to come and work with you? And I was like, I Maybe. guess not. Like your tone of voice. Yeah. And this was like five years ago. Oh <laughs> my know? gosh. And I just used to post pictures and not like yeah. myself because I was so afraid of getting it wrong and I wanted it to be perfect. So like when people see me now, they're all like, oh my God, you're so comfortable on video. I was like, yeah, but what you're not seeing is everything I did wrong for the first like few months kicking over the, I didn't have a tripod. Then I kick over a tripod. I was in echoey kitchen versus an actual like place where I could take notes and have a conversation. Like I was wearing all the wrong clothes that just looked like lint inducing. I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, Monique, you're in fashion. This is ridiculous. Um, lint inducing. So it was, I'm like, stop wearing black if you don't have a lint brush, but it's too late. You've already started. So 
Oh my God. That helped me quite a bit. Um, and I encourage all my clients to do it because it gets you comfortable. Yeah. And no one's watching in the beginning. So it's great to make all the mistakes. Yeah. And learn how you talk and, and something you can listen back to and hear your voice. And what are the things you say all the time? And what, when do you get nervous? What do you do? And, and all of that. So that really helped me a lot. So I did 30 days. Um, then I did three days a week for like a year. And then I did, I went down to once a week. So every Monday at 11, um, I show up live. I don't care who shows up. And the idea is not that it's not for, it's not necessarily not for the audience, but it's to keep you top of mind. I find yeah. when people find you just like on a podcast, if they find you, they want to binge watch all your stuff. So have yep. something for them to binge watch. Right. And they may not even press follow on you. And they're just still watching you. Yeah. Um, it also has helped with other opportunities. Like I've been discovered through different like um, media companies. I've gotten different jobs through that, workshop opportunities, speaking opportunities, because people want it. Like video is the next best thing to being in person with somebody. Mm. So they get to see how do you talk? How do you be? How do you engage? Um, are you going to be, is your brand aligned with our brand? Can we bring you in and you not embarrass us? You know, how do you present yourself? And I, so I think, I think video is just such a powerful tool. And at the time I didn't even know how much until I got clients and they started telling me, I saw you, I saw you, I listened to you, you're in my ear. I'm saying juicy all the time when he gets so weird, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, yes, I'm in your DNA now, you know? Yeah. So that helped yeah. a lot. I love that actually. And I was going to ask you about this later, but we can just mention this now. I, um, so for me, like, I also think video content is like next level. I'm so glad that people with, with, I mean, now there's, there has been Instagram lives and videos for a long time, but even when reels got bigger, I feel like people started to try to take, start taking video a little bit more seriously because they could see such rapid growth with reels, even though I know reels are not necessarily the same as going live, but it's just like help people like try mm -hmm. things on a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, I also have found that like being in a podcast or having a podcast isn't the same thing I know because it's not like that face-to-face -face type of experience. However, I have found that with my podcast that oh, people suddenly, I didn't think like anyone was listening for a while. It's like, okay, I'm just like getting used to this. And then suddenly you're so right. People discover you and then binge you. And then suddenly you're like, auto they're automatically get getting downloaded into their queue every single week. And they're like DMing you. Oh my gosh, I just did a webinar. And literally everyone in the webinar, I was expecting everyone to have been a referral. And they were like, oh my gosh, no, I listen to your podcast every week. Like, I love your podcast. Suddenly I was just like, wait, really? <laughs> People listen to my podcast? And so I just think you're so right. Like, give them something to binge. Like, I love yeah. that message. That's so we're in, true. We're in binge culture. Binge, watch the show. Binge, watch. And I'm the same. I'm binge. Like, don't give me, yeah. I don't want any commercial breaks. Just give me what I want when I want it, when I have the time to consume it, the way yeah. I want to consume it. Because yeah. some people want video, some people want it in their ears while they're doing other things. Yes. Like, give people what they want. Give people what they want. I love that. Um, is there a mindset shift or like a business or life wake-up call that helped you play a bigger or a different game? I mean, cancer was a big one for me because I had really questioned, should I be an entrepreneur at all? Right before mm -hmm. that, I had just gone to a quote-unquote regular job. I'd been there three months. I was like hating it, but I was like, this is fine, whatever. At least I don't have to stress about entrepreneurship. 
that didn't last at all. I'm not meant to work for anybody. I'm a horrible employee. Um, so that was, you know, that really just was the like, that was like my why. It was the thing that pushed me to why am I building and helping women tell their stories when it comes to business? It's because without the story, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Right. Like I just became just so present to it. You can be the best at what you do. But if nobody can relate to you on some level, they don't know anything about you, they're probably not going to buy from you versus somebody else that they say, I want to have a coffee with that girl. You know, like even though it's about business, we're just human beings wanting other human beings to be around us. So that was a big one for me. Um, And then definitely like, you know, when we got when I got pregnant with Amare, you know, I was already told that I had a 0.05% chance of getting pregnant. So we were doing IVF. We had frozen eggs from when the cancer happened. It was so much freaking stress and work. And I was with a naturopath. They're like, don't eat this. Don't drink caffeine. Don't drink alcohol. Eat these greens. I was like, probably for six months minimum. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm tired. And then we had one embryo left. And we were going to go again because the first one didn't work. And I was like, you know what, Corey? I need a break. I just need a break. We'll do this later. I have a retreat I'm planning, my very first retreat abroad. Like people, you know, let me focus on the business. We'll come back to this. I started like from that day on, I was like in the evening, I'm making root beer, rum floats, just duck, 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 taking them back, living my best. I remember sitting right here and having like my little mini bar for myself while Corey's at work. (laughs) And I'm like, at the end of the day, four o'clock comes, I'm like, happy hour, ice cream rum, coke, drinking it from a straw like I'm like in the 50s. I have no idea what's happening. I'm like, you know what? It's time to start trying the edibles. Let's do edibles. Everyone else is doing them. It's great. Got some edibles. They're just gummies. This is probably going on for two weeks. Meanwhile, pregnant. Stop it. I was like, Supposed to go back on my cancer medication. My oncologist is like, Monique, make sure you take a pregnancy test. I was like, nobody's pregnant. Okay, <laughs> like, I know, but it's important. You know, you can't be on this medication if you're pregnant. I said, I'll take the test. So she kept telling me. And so the weeks go by. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just going to take the stupid test. It's all because I've been taking tests because we had IVF. So every right. week you're taking stupid tests. Yeah. It's always negative. You're throwing out these $20 tests. It's really fucking expensive. Yeah. After a while, I'm like, Whatever. And then the thing says, you're two to three weeks pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> say what now? <laughs> oh, my God. I damaged my baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what have I done? Anyways, he's a healthy baby boy. He's almost one year. And oh um, that shifted everything for me because one minute they're in one, you don't believe what the doctors tell you because they have they do not know your future in your life. Yeah. Two. I became pregnant while I'm planning the biggest retreat of my life with all of these clients who spent really good money to make the most epic experience. I had to find the right team, but then I also had to fire team while this Mm -hmm. is all happening. I had to rebalance finances because I was like, I didn't plan for a maternity leave. I don't know how to do this. It was very freaking, I've never been more stressed in my whole life. Oh, ever. Wow. And we still did it. He was three months old. We put him on a, got him a passport, put everyone on a plane with tons of luggage. And we had the most, 
listen, the retreat was epic. It was amazing. And there was a hurricane looming the day before the, yeah, oh my the gosh. retreat in Florida. And I remember when, when I started getting alerts from Air Canada and all my clients are messaging me. They're like, it's saying there's a hurricane in Florida. Should we get on the plane? I said, God, take the wheel. Because <laughs> this is happening. This is happening. Oh my god. Luckily gosh. I had the right lawyers in place. So if if we did have one of those things happen, they'd have to give me all my money back. But I was like, baby, don't know how to do this. This is happening. We're getting on a plane. Had an epic time. But again, it shifted everything because I have to learn now to delegate in a whole new way. Like I can't yeah. do everything. Before where I would push to do everything. Now I physically can't do everything. So I have to be smarter mm. with the things I build, my time, the clients I work with. I don't have any problem with like pricing, you know, when you're like, oh, I don't know if it, I don't have a zero. I, it's like the, it costs what it costs. I know mm-hmm. what I pay to invest in my growth, in my business. Yeah. If people want that same type of next levelness, then they'll, then I'm the one for you. If not, there's plenty of people out there. So it did, it shifted how I do business entirely. I think very differently and operate very differently than before. Oh my gosh. Like such a big mic drop right there. Like (laughs) that entire story. No, I have to say, I also now am remembering you like putting that on Instagram with your three month child, like on a plane, like going to, I suddenly this just all came back to me. And I remember even thinking, damn, like that seems like a lot. So now to get the full background. Yeah, horrible idea. And the thing is, when he's three months, you don't realize how small they are until he's now a year. And we look back at the pictures of him on the plane with like the little headphones. And we're like, do, 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 do. I said, Corey, he was too, he was tiny. Like, he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, but at the time he didn't seem as tiny as he was. He was in, he was like, I three months yeah. old are tiny. Yeah, they really oh, are. They're yeah. like little like this is probably not the best way to describe a three month old, but it's like re- reminds me of like a little grub. Like they just kind of like they can't do much yet, you know? It's <laughs> just like a long ride. The perfect time to fly because they can't do anything. They just sit yeah. there, look cute, eat, sleep, that's it. They don't need toys, they don't need snacks. Now he's running the whole damn house. He's a CEO of my business. I have no say. He throw things at me. It like it's just it's just, it's a madhouse. I don't know what I'm gonna do. But oh when gosh. he was three months, it was a perfect time to travel. I love that. Men, I was taking notes for when when we have kids. Hopefully, we're having trouble getting pregnant, and it's like just one of those things where it's like, and and, and I'm kind of like I think I'm more open at that, about it than Bradley is. Like I don't know that Bradley loves. He's probably gonna be like listening in the next room, like Sophia. Please don't talk about this on the podcast. But it's like I'm just a little more open about it because I feel like this needs like it should be talked about. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's. People struggle and I don't know what's going to happen, but if a lot of people struggle, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And I'm thinking about it like right now, I'm trying to plan ahead a little bit where it's like, okay, I don't know when or if I'll get pregnant, but let's just say I am like, I'm trying to have things set up a little bit so that if I get the surprise of a lifetime, because it would be at this point, because now it's been a while, um, I'm kind of ready to navigate that as much as I can be. I know you're probably no one can be really ready, you know, but I mean, it's like as much as I can be, but I actually love that note because I'm such a traveler and Bradley is as well, but he's the, he's the kind of person who's like, if we have a kid, our whole life is going to shut down for 18 years. We'll never leave the country again. And in my head, I'm like, no, let's raise it. I can't wait to get Amari on a plane again. Like I'm just like, that's how I feel. I'm like tomorrow. 
A hundred percent. Because I feel like I had to travel as a ch- very tiny child because of my dad's job. I lived overseas, you know, for 18 years mm-hmm. around Asia. We traveled all the time. I literally was on a plane like when I was a tiny baby and I got so used to it and I was a great traveler. That's the type of kid I want to have. <laughs> so it's yeah. like- When they're tiny, it's so much easier yeah, it's everything. It's all possible. I think I think you're really being smart if you're thinking about setting things up. Like I I just I don't know. It was such a surprise and I was so wrapped up in my business that I wasn't setting things up enough. Yeah, really, truly, okay. you know, and that's that. I mean, it is what it is now. <laughs> We're navigating it after the fact. But a lot of people I know have difficulty getting pregnant. We didn't, I think it was like a year where I don't even know. I don't even know. I just feel like we took the doctors at their, what they said, and we just kind of let it be what it is. But I think there's just so, there was so much negative energy around it by that time from my part that it just, you know, the timing happened at the timing that it happened. And it was just a fucking miracle. I look at him sometimes. I was like, how'd you get here? You're crazy. (laughs) You weren't even supposed to be here. You crazy. Right. So yeah, I I mean, you can have, you just, you just never know. Never know. Yeah. I love that. That Root beer, root beer, (laughs) Coke floats with edibles on top. And there you go. Yeah. I saw you put that on Instagram the other day about edibles or something. And I was I like, threads. I was like, if oh, putting, yes, eating right. edibles after the baby's asleep, is this frowned upon? I was like, there was like one person who was like, I think knows if it was like Corey's parents or something. She was like, ah, ha, ha. I was like, you follow me on threads. <laughs> like, oh, I shit. Like, I was joking. JK, JK. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. All right, juicy brands. <laughs> brands. Okay, so you help coaches, consultants, and seasoned professionals that want to be recognized as business leaders, put their like, but their online presence is not a match for the opportunities that they want. I pulled that right off of your website. That's and juicy. I was gonna say that's so I, well done, Winnie. <laughs> I, you I you did do a good job. You did do a good job with that. Um, but I do, I actually feel like that is. I, I actually pulled those words because I was like, I can't say this better because that's like exactly what it is, you know? Um, but I'm so curious because I feel like a lot of the people in this audience, I mean, yes, they want all the things, right? They're like, they probably have visions for writing a book down the future, mm-hmm. down the future, like in the future. And mm-hmm. they want to be a guest speaker, a keynote speaker in these big live events. Mm-hmm. But first, they're not really a lot of them that I hear from are having trouble attracting the clients they even want to be converting, right? So they got they got to start mm-hmm. there. What would you say are like some of the biggest, most common mistakes that you see from people struggling with that? Like, I find that the first thing people want to do is build a website, right? They're like, if I'm going to be a professional, the first thing I need is a website. And they, yeah. because they haven't figured out, you know how we were talking about juicy being one of my words. Like there are other words that I use to use as the compass for what I build things through. So I take clients through certain exercises to have them pull out, like, what is the DNA of what we're building, right? Because that makes what we build that much more juicy online. So one of the mistakes I see people making is like, they're kind of just building the things they think that they should have versus building them with any type of intention. Yeah. Right. And I always say like, what feelings are you selling? What feelings are you selling? Because one of the key things um, 
that I found people put on my intake form when I say, what attracted you to me? They're like, your energy. And I was like, energy sells, first of all. Energy is no joke. It's contagious. When people don't have their own, they borrow yours, right? And that's the promise I've made out here online. But it's the same thing when you have your own thing that you're selling. It's like, what are what feelings are you selling? Because the feelings that you're putting out there, like if you're exhausted, if you're done, if you're dry, if you're vanilla, if you're boring, that's what you're bringing in, right? If you are, um, if you are selling a premium product uh, that is anything over a thousand dollars, as far as I'm concerned, is a premium product. So if you're selling mm-hmm. anything over a thousand dollars and you want people to go and get their hard-earned cash and hand it over to you, you need to be looking like a premium product. Stop not looking like a premium product. <laughs> like a premium product in the beginning, right? Later you can be a little bit more lax, a little yeah. bit more, I say a little bit more comfortable. I had a client who was like, Monique, we built this beautiful brand. I no longer feel like it feels like me. And I said, Well, that's fine. If you've changed and you want to be more relaxed, I hear that. I was actually like, I'm saying it really calm now, but at the time I was really hurt. Like I was like, your brand is amazing. You're crazy. <laughs> Um, she's like, no, it is amazing, but I'm feeling different. I feel like the clients I want to bring in is a bit different now. Um, I've established myself. I thought I needed to look a certain way to bring in a certain type of person. Mm. And I said, well, you should never be fake. You should never feel like it's inauthentic. So I say like, be your polished version of you, but it still needs to be you. Yeah. Right. Because fake will eventually, like eventually you won't be able to keep it up. So you definitely need to know like, who are you trying to bring in? And if they were coming in, what would they say about you? I'm always like, work for the testimonial, right? Like work for what people will say about you when you're not in the room. Because people who talk about you when you're not there, that is way more valuable than any other type of marketing that you can do. When somebody says something like, oh my God, you want to build your personal brand? I know this girl. Her name's Monique. She's awesome. They may not even have worked with me. But to yeah. them, the energy is something we're like, oh my God, if I can't work with her, you need to work with her. That's what I want people to say. So think about what you want people saying about you. And if your online visual footprint, if your presence does not speak to that, that's where you want to go and get some help for sure. And if you can't do, a lot of people can't see it. So if you can't see it, there are so many marketers, so many brand identity people, so many people who can pull out your authentic self and have it shine online. Just hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I have a question that might be hard to answer. I don't know that I know how to answer it. So you might not know how to answer it either. And we can just talk about that. Because but I, I'm I, I this has literally been something I've been struggling with for a while. <laughs> and, and and all of my clients are gonna be like, oh my God, is she talking about me? I'm probably not everyone. Like, <laughs> but I feel like sometimes I have, you know, people who are, you know, I work in social media marketing. Oh, I work in marketing in general, but social media is really like my background. And so I, a lot of people come to me wanting to give feedback on content and things like that. And I can think of several times that this has happened where I'm looking at content and my true feeling is, ooh, you know what? It's just like, it's just so flat. Let's take a quick break from the episode to talk about how to make your ChatGPT content not sound like everybody else's. If you're using ChatGPT, but no matter what you do, it just kind of sounds like a robot wrote it or it's super vague and kind of giving you information you'd find in a blog written in 2017, it could be because you haven't clearly defined your message. Maybe you think you have, but perhaps it's not as strong as it should be. 
or your personal point of view is missing from your message. It could also be a sign that you're relying on ChatGPT to do too much of the heavy lifting. If this could sound right, this is for you. I'm going to walk you through some questions to help you define your message, and then I'm going to share 20 ChatGPT prompts that offer a little shift that will help you guide ChatGPT to effectively share your message. Now, you won't sound like everybody else. Just go to gotocoach.club forward slash ChatGPT prompts, and I'll send it straight to your inbox. Again, that is gotocoach.club forward slash chat GPT prompts. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm just curious, like, how do you help people bring that off person energy into the on-camera online energy? Does that question make sense? And does that all work? That, yeah. <laughs> well, the, we do we do coaching. So we coach uh-huh. you on video. Right. I don't expect oh, I anyone who works with me to figure it out because most of the people who work with me do not have they either some of them don't even have a social media account. They just started Instagram yes. or they are like, this is not my area. So we I literally have to coach them. So we just did a content day yesterday. Um, and, you know, I had this this one. I don't work with a lot of men, but um, he was actually a husband of a client. So I was like, totally cool. He, you know, his energy, he's a funny guy and all of that, but he's never done social. And it was literally like, okay, we do a lot of prep before we decide what kind of content you're going to talk about. We like on my side, I decide what the value is, what the hook is. You're not going to know what it is. It's Mm -hmm. just not in his wheelhouse. I said, so I decide what the hook is. I have you explain it to me. You're going to explain it to me in your boring way you do it because he's in finance. It's already boring. I already know that. So I said, great, this is actually perfect because money bothers me in terms of explaining it to me. I just want to know it's in the bank. So when you're going to say something to me, I'm going to tell you what part of that actually hits an emotional cord and which part doesn't. So we do a lot of that massaging, a lot of that, like, what's the, okay, you told, you told me something. I'm going to pull the hook out. I'm going to pull the emotional piece out. Um, You're going to say it to me. I'm going to tell you that you know, like you said, it's boring. It's not working. How would you say this if you weren't trying to be a professional? And we Love pull that. and we then we bring in some personality into that pieces, right? So yesterday we were, I don't remember what it was we were talking about, oh, something about credit cards or um, living within your means. And I was like, nobody wants to hear that shit. If we could live within our means, we would. I said, so that is not interesting content. I said, tell me really what, what, what this looks like. She, he was like, we don't have, he's like, well, we don't actually have a saving problem. We have a spending problem, Monique. I was like, good. That's what I want. Tell me that. He's like, yeah, stop putting your Big Mac every day that every week that you go and get one on your credit card. That's bullshit. I said, good. Tell me that because that's what's going. To, I'm going to remember. Right. Yes. Um, so th- we do a lot of coaching around that because we, I don't think most people it's not in their national wheelhouse. So right. once they get the coaching, then the practice comes in. It's just like any other muscle. Right. Yeah. Um, so they have to do it repeatedly to start getting comfortable with what they say and how they say an outro. And they're like, I'm so-and-so. If you want more of this, you know, send me a DM. That takes practice. A hundred percent. I also love, because this is actually how I help people too, like the in the beginning part. Like the, hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm your best friend. You've had two glasses of wine. Give me this message. Like, wh- what, what are you saying? You know, because it's like really is about like tapping into that like unfiltered, you're speaking to your BFF kind of energy, mm-hmm. like versus I'm in a professional setting. Here's three steps. You know what I mean? It's just such a different vibe. It's, it's a transition because a lot of the people I work with come from a professional setting. Yes. Like, I used to come from a corporate setting. Yes. So I know there's a certain way that you conduct yourself in meetings when you're trying to get your point across to be heard. Yeah. But 
social media, it's the wild, wild west and people are bored. So yes, and meet them where they're at. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I, I also heard you said, that, you know, there's an emotional cord, right? So look out for like, what is the emotional cord? Mm-hmm. There's a hook. And mm-hmm. then like, how would you say that if, if you were like in a different setting? Like, so it's, there is clear structure to this, right? And mm-hmm. I think like, and I love that you, I mean, I don't know, do you, do, do you have like a video structure that you think of? Like, do you start with a hook? Do you like, what's, what's your I structure? Do. Yeah. If you it's want very to much like hook. I'm like, I have it written down somewhere, but I know it's like hook. What's the call to action? Um, you know, what are we going to be talking about here? I, I try not to talk too much about like who I am and why you're here. Yes. Um, because nobody cares. Right. So if it's like, you know, um, 90% of my clients hate social media. Okay. So if you're an introvert, I want you to pay attention. Okay. So here are three of the things that you can do as an introvert to show up on social media as and make it fun and that you love it. Okay. Number one, number two, and number three. So if you love that, you know, make sure that you follow me for more tips or send me a DM if you want to go and get this handled, get on my calendar. My name is Monique Bryan and I'm your personal branding coach. I Just love keep it. it like real easy peasy. Give me yeah. value. Make it easy. There's um, also a pace you're meeting, right? Like I feel like it's mm-hmm. not like like you're thinking about – I mean, we're so dissecting this, but I think that there's mm-hmm. so many people that really struggle with that. Like I love when I listen to you do video content. It's like you're on it. Do you know what I mean? Like you're you're cutting it so that it's like if you are going to pause, like the pause is usually gone. Like <laughs> You've like thought about your pace, you know? And I think so much it, it is that reason because it's like we move so freaking quickly that it's mm-hmm. like – it kind of, you know, in the acting world, I used to be an actor. I think you know that. Um, we used to say, what did we say? Like faster, funnier, I think. Faster, funnier was the rule. So basically, like if mm. you're in a comedy, to keep people in it, to get the laugh, you have to speed it up, right? Mm. That's how you keep people in the script long enough so that the joke actually lands with you. There, it, I don't think that's the word, nice. but there's a rule there. And I, like I bring that. that into the content I use because I feel like it's the exact – and not that I want people to laugh necessarily – but it keeps people engaged with it if I practice the pace. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's just a question of cutting pauses. Sometimes it's not even a question of me talking faster. It's just a question of making sure like when I'm done with the sentence, I cut it so that there's no like, here's my next sentence. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that takes, again, like none of my clients are going to do that. So that yeah. comes back to like, are you going to enroll an AI tool to make this happen? Are you going to bring in a video team to make this happen? Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I'm a big advocate for all of it. Yeah. I love that. Are there any like apps or AI tools or apps that you highly recommend? Um, um, I think it's Munch AI. Is it Munch AI where it will take a long form piece of content and could break it up for TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram, put the text, put the ca- captions in there, make it all like juicy and engaging. I, and, um, I do like, I do my own editing. So I use like InShot, the yeah, app InShot for, for capturing, like for cutting up video. Um, and I use video leap for reels. Like I don't, I don't have to do all the ones that are tick, 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 wonderful. It's like anybody got time to be thinking about that all the time. Drop it in, use some trending, some trending music, put it in there. People will watch it. But it's really like, I also want to like just emphasize that there's the what we're doing on social, but it's the what you're bringing them off social that counts, mm. right? Because if social is just, it could disappear tomorrow. Everybody's getting hacked. Everybody's getting impersonated. 100%. Everybody's getting shut down. Yes. So 
don't rely on it. Do what you can. Get the help you need. Put in like the value. Like we always try to pick like what are your top maybe 10 important lessons you want people to know. Repurpose them to death and bring people where you want to bring them, which is off of social and into your, you know, your newsletter, your world, your next event, your roundtable, your webinar, yep. your podcast, anything, anything but keeping them on social. Yeah, that is such a hot take. I hope everyone listens to that because that is 100% the thing that we are forgetting. <laughs> We're mm. like obsessed with how many people unfollowed us today, thinking we have to stop posting X type of post that lost followers that day because we lost followers. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, for me, the the least engaged content is actually the stuff that has been the most profitable for me, whether, because mm. if I'm promoting a lead magnet, you know, usually let's just say that gets a couple new email subscribers, but lose me some followers. Great. Like that's a winning piece of content, you know? And I feel like people have their priorities a little off. Um, it's if tough we were to, because everything it, is just social, 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 right? And if you don't, if yeah. you're not familiar with it, you'll always think that you're at a disadvantage because you're not as familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. If we mm-hmm. were to break our like online personal brand into pillars, like for the person who's like, okay, this is what's speaking to me, I need to like do work on this, but I don't even know where to start. I I, I know in my gut that I'm not doing any of it right, quote unquote, mm-hmm. their words. Um if we were to break it into pillars of like priorities, like start here, like, and don't feel like you have to move on to this thing until you've done this part. Like, is there, would, do you have like an order of priorities that you go through? I have, I have a whole map actually. So anyone who wants to like get started with their personal brand, if you go to www.juicybrandondemand.com forward slash quiz, um, you will get, um, you will get to be able to be able to put in, all of your information, like you'll have a fun little quiz to take and find out where you land on the roadmap, but you'll also get a copy of the map. So for, I've created what, based on the clients I've worked with, like in not jumping levels, it's like one to five, there is a sequence of events that happens. Um, It starts with your mindset. So you know exactly like, what are you actually out here to create without knowing the end in mind? We can't build anything. And inside of each level, there's ingredients Oh, there's something, that. So that, Monique, there's something like with the mic. It's like, oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm okay oh, I now. Think, you know what I did? I put the map on the keyboard. I'm oh. like, okay. <laughs> this is, you're like, wait a second. I can't hear you. You're covering the mic with the map. When you- <laughs> I was like, something's going um, on. <laughs> we are saying, um, you'll get to find out what level you're in. But basically, like high level, it's like, first, we look at your mindset and your vision we look at your story, we look at your brand DNA. So like, what's your values? What's your personality? What's your voice? Then we look at your marketing, how you're going to show up, where you're going to show up, what are you going to say? Your visual footprint. So everybody wants to always start there. They want to make beautiful visuals and and websites and have photo shoots. And I'm like, please don't do any of those things till we've discovered who you are. Yeah. Um, And then there's the gaining exposure. So that's where we're like, pitching, getting media, getting on podcasts. And again, people want to start there and without realizing that nobody wants to align their brand with someone who is a hot mess express. So they want to make sure that your brand aligns with their brand because every single podcast host is essentially putting their brand on the line when they put you on their podcast. So 
you're going to be out here pitching, 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 wondering why nobody wants to interview you. And it's like, well, you seem kind of boring and dry. Your content doesn't, your, your information doesn't seem relevant and new. I look at you online and I can't actually find anything, yeah. you know, for the people who are just starting out or people who want to be speakers and they've never spoken anywhere or they don't have any video content of you speaking. So it's so interesting that we want like the promised land before we've done any of the work. Yeah. So yeah. follow the map and I you'll get your own that. personal copy and you'll be become in my world. And I like to give all kinds of goodies and stuff. So, and you are so generous. Um, so it's juicybrandondemand.com forward slash quiz. I'm going to yes. drop that in the show notes. Where can we follow you and be in your world? Because I know like we've had a conversation today, but it's so like there's so much more to this conversation. This was just a beginning (laughs) of like a massive iceberg, I can imagine. So where do we need to follow you and be in your world and just keep learning from you? Um, Definitely Instagram is my number one choice. So Monique Bryan underscore co on Instagram, on TikTok, same, or come over on LinkedIn um, and I share some juice over there too. I love it. Oh my God. Are you on TikTok too? How are you liking TikTok compared to Instagram? Just it's new. I'm, listen, I say I'm on TikTok loosely. I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. There's like five posts, but I'm yeah. like, every day I wake up and say, you're going to post on TikTok today. And then I'm like, three weeks later, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to post, I'm going to start that tomorrow. It just keeps happening. I, I have, I honestly, I, right now I feel like it has like the highest potential for reach and yeah. finding new people. So, um, I, I wouldn't sleep on it for by any by any means at all. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna be on it soon too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes me want to cry almost because I'm like, I know I can't. more shit for us to do, so I help us. <laughs> but I think I think we need to. Anyway, you are yes. such a joy. I've had so much fun chatting chatting with you. And just thank you so much for for sharing your goodness and your energy. I get why people hire you for your energy. Like I think, I hope people feel that way about me too, because I like, <laughs> that'd be the biggest compliment ever. Oh, I so appreciate Thank that. You so Thank but you, you. You really are. You have a memorable energy. And I, I said that at the beginning, but I really mean it. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you. I appreciate you. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.